because we're central to a lot of we're people. central to a lot of things. And then we just started building that community. Yeah. And I think that's like, I would say the most important thing about syndicate and for round two, like learning that at round two, building a community that fucks with you and making them feel welcomed. That's very important. And then obviously you start building a brand, you start making t-shirts and stuff like that. That comes around the, like down the line, but obviously getting an LLC done, um, yeah. paying your taxes, paying that's your a taxes very important is a big thing. thing. A lot of people, we learned that the hard way, uh, like not through us, but through other people. Um, shout out Danny and Simon for putting me on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just like, you have to do everything by the book. No shortcuts. I would say, um, everything we've done here, like obviously we felt the good days and the bad days, like it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but most important thing, I still think like it's hard to give business advice because it's like, it's just hard, you know? Like, so my best, best thing is just be a good person, build that community, make everybody feel welcomed is, I don't know. It's just hard, you know? It's, it's, it's a big emphasis on it because making people feel that, um, like, comfortable going in somewhere because i think that's something we we talk about all the time where even us growing up we would go to certain stores where it kind of felt whack going into the stores because we knew we wanted to go whether if we had money that day or not because we were into that stuff and like not being not having the feeling of like the employees like even just saying hi to you like that makes the biggest difference of you feeling like comfortable going somewhere to where you go places and they kind of just stare at you crazy and these are like the employees (laughs) And it's like, damn, bro, like, I'm just here to, like, shop or potentially shop. Because sometimes people think just because you don't buy something the day you walk in, like, that means that they shouldn't talk to you. And not everything is uh, that day type situation. Like, sometimes people are just walking by and you just, yeah, want to check stuff out. And you just being nice to them will be, um, will make them want to come back later and make, make them curious. Like, oh, like, they were cool there. Like, why wouldn't I go back? I felt welcome there. Like, being genuine. Cause I feel like a lot of people, like it, it's so easy to be genuine, but not everybody does it. And I think that's another thing that's like, even for us, um, I actually had a guy come in over the weekend that he used to shop with us at Riff and he remembered all of us and he was like, yo, like you guys always treated me with respect and you guys were always cool with me. And I heard you guys open up a store. So like, I immediately wanted to come check you guys out. And like little things like that to where like, I don't think any of us have ever like done that with an intent to think like, oh, like. I'm going to see this person again. It's just, you know, being treated, treating people how you want to be treated could take you a long way. Um, and, and it's very important building relationships because in this business, it's very hands-on and it's very like transactional to the point where like you're always having to talk to somebody and you're always having to like interact. So the way you interact with people can make the biggest difference in how far you could go in this as well. Cause yeah, that's another thing. I feel like sometimes, um, even with like product and everything, some people think just cause like, like even shoes we get in, like, Oh shit, it didn't sell yet. Tomorrow I dropped it today. Like this shit's a brick. And it's like, no bro. Like sometimes it, it just takes a little bit more time. Like not everything's meant to sell out the same day. Yeah. Like you can't, you you can't be afraid to put yourself out there Mm -hmm. and be afraid to take that jump. I remember I would troll because obviously, you know, me (laughs) at round two, we would have the budgets and I remember they would literally call me and be like, bro, what are you doing? And I'll be like, bro, I'm not afraid to buy. And I remember I would put that on my story. Like after I would spend way over the budget, I'm not afraid to buy. And I would put not afraid to buy. Yeah. Like, and it was like, uh, I'm sorry, but it was a troll, you know, but that shit would come back a busy Saturday. It would be a slow week. And then on a Saturday, people would come in and the store would be jam packed with all the product that I got that week. And then they would see and be like, Oh, bomb weekend, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, you got to believe in it. You know? Yeah. Facts. Yeah. So I, that was a, a big headbutt that we had at round two where with me and like my higher ups where I would overspend over like I remember like clear examples when district one opened when district one opened and I went all in on round two um, after turning down district that day I think I spent like fuck like 40 G's fuck and fuck. it was because a new store opened across the street. So I got to like show them up that yeah. we're still like the store. Mm-hmm. So, and it was cool seeing me obviously being good friends with them. I would walk across the street and me and Danny would like, again, 
we would show each other our numbers and we'd be <laughs> like, yo, like I spent 25, you spent 25. That's perfect. You know, like we shared market share. Yeah. And then after I left, it was just like, oh, we're spending 45. Round two is only spending five. And we're just like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. But you just got to be not afraid to play. Like even George said it, pay to play, you know, like everything else is just going to come through. Like you also don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Cause even as me, myself, sometimes like if I make, five or six syndicate posts on my story i'm like fuck i'm fucking annoying like it's kind of like, yeah, <laughs> it. but it's that's your life you know like yeah. it's what you believe in and it's what you're doing so i feel like some kids sometimes feel ashamed of what they're doing or nothing it's like bro just put yourself out there like yep. what do you have to lose yeah. at this point i feel like your instagram or your social media is your resume Facts. like yes. so people are looking like damn like what did this guy do like what has he accomplished what and it's not mainly what you have it's just like what do you do yeah. And I feel like that's so important too, because bro, like it's all free marketing for yourself and for your brand. Like uh, I, I get DMs with people like, yo, how, how do you start this? How do you do that? How do you do that? And I'm like, when I started, obviously it was like Instagram and that, but I'm like, now you have TikTok, you can get free exposure. Like you just have, like he's Bruce is saying, you can't be scared to put yourself out there. Cause at the end of the day, the thing I always kind of like, I, I remember telling my girl, like a lot of times, like where if someone kind of said, oh, this is whack or I don't like this, or I'm like, that's cool, but I'm going to let the market decide if it's whack or not because that's going to be the real person. And there's been many times where the market's like, yeah, shit's whack and it doesn't sell or someone says it's whack and then it sells out. And I'm like, I'm letting the people decide whether it's good or not. Not, I'm not making a subjective call that someone else is going to say it and then I'm like, fuck, it is whack. So I think that's the one thing is like, you got to let the person decide, which is the market, the community, whatever. And that's one thing you have to, you have to learn it. You got, in a way you kind of got to get punched in the face by it. And if it depends how you come back from it to where you learn from that. Okay, bet. Let me, let me do this now. Let me do that now. And it's the same thing with even Briss when he wore the nightmare hat. It was like, he believed in it and he liked it. So he started wearing it. And that's the thing where like, it shows like, if you make something, you don't wear it. How, how is someone else going to wear it? If you don't even wear your own stuff yourself. And like, if you see everything from Cindy, like we all wear it. Like, cause we genuinely like it. It's not just cause like, I'm gonna wear this today. Cause I, I have to sell it. Like, no, you just wear it. Cause it's a good tee. It's a good design. And that's the one thing you got to believe in the product you're making or could, or selling whatever. And you got to do that on TikTok and do it, all this stuff on Instagram, know how to run ads, do everything. Like it's low key kind of easier now. Cause back then there was none of that. Like there was no oh, I'm going to go to this shop and get this wash tea already and I'm going to go over here and make it and I'm going to promote it on TikTok. Like I see people on TikTok shop, no cap selling a crew neck with different types of pickles and making, <laughs> and no cap, and selling 22,000 units. Yeah. That's, that's insane, bro. But it's because it's like, there's free market out there. So that's why you just, you just have, but with that, there's more competition. There's more people out there doing brands. Like it's, it's definitely harder because there's way more people but if you're real and you're authentic, you'll just, you know, you'll make your way through it and people will see it and people will fuck with it. And I think that's the best thing. Cause I, I look at that. I'm like, damn, 22,000 units. Like I wish I could move 22,000 units in that month. And you're like on, on pickles. The pickles. Yeah, pickles. But then like <laughs> the, pickle the, the way I think about it is like, okay, if this person's doing that, I'm going to be fine. Cause yeah. I'm not making like, I, I, I always try to make something that's like in a year from now, two years from now, someone's still going to pick up that tee, that hoodie, that whatever, and still wear it. Cause to this day, people are like, I have your first shirt from three years ago, two years ago. I have your first amen hat. And I'm just like, yes. Like that makes me feel good that, that people, yeah, literally that, <laughs> that makes me feel good that people are still wearing it it's years crazy. later. It's not just like a trend, you know? I'll send it to you. But, uh, nah, even like yeah. all jokes aside, like continuing on with like putting yourself out there. Yeah. Like even sometimes I don't think about it, but we're on every single platform and every single platform serves its own purpose. Like we get customers that come in from Instagram, from TikTok, from YouTube, from on both ends, from the vlog and the podcast. Yeah. There's some customers that know we have a podcast and not a vlog yeah. and vice versa. So everything serves its purpose, but like not being scared to put yourself out there to do all those things. Cause yeah. even um perfect example, like me and him didn't know nothing about TikTok coming out, like when we started this and that was his lane. And we're just like, yo, like, we know, like, what you, you know what to do in this scenario. Yeah. So like, it makes sense. And that's another thing, um, not being scared to ask questions and, and put yourself out there. And 
because at the end of the day, like it's it's also like a teamwork thing to where everybody also does something. And yeah, you can't be scared to ask questions. I think that's another very important thing because yeah. um, if you don't know something, you know, none of us know everything. So like if you know somebody that has a little bit more experience in it, or even just to get a different perspective on thing, like always ask question. Like there's no such thing as a stupid question. I no, think that's very important. There isn't, but yeah, that's like going back to like, it's, it's essentially you're like Andy's building his own community and then he's mm-hmm. building a syndicate community with us. It's just like, that's just going back to the community thing, never doing somebody wrong mm-hmm. because you never know like who's watching. You never know whose feelings you're going to get hurt. That's why I always make it a thing for here. I'm like, yo, bro, don't say anything stupid. Like, you know, like <laughs> it's cool to joke around, but like, like I told Willie the other day, like, um, about boxing, like he might think a boxer's trash, but I'm like, yo, this guy might be not what. It might be super close to him, a relative or something, or he might just be a big fan of this guy. Yeah. And if you're like, yo, he's a bum, it's going to hurt his feelings. Yeah. And I have to like tell him like, yo, bro, please don't do that because like you could, this could, this could be this guy's hero. You know, you never know. He might've gone through something and you're going to hurt his feelings. And now he's going to be like, yo, those guys are so like, uh, careless, I would say. Yeah. But yeah, it's just like making people feel comfortable with you. So once you build that community, you could even do it like Jorge. He has his own community just wow. from reselling to, through himself. Yeah. He's asked me like, yo, store this. And I'm like, bro, you don't need to do all that. You already have your soul community. You're fucking crushing it. I still say he's the best reseller that I know in LA at least. Um, but yeah, so then like for us, the second step is was finding a location. Location is super important. Yes and no. But if you feel like, oh, I have a community, I could make myself a destination. Yeah. And I think that's what Chinatown was. We're like, all right, we kind of know people and we know that people are like, might show up. So we didn't, we weren't scared and we were, we're not going to go piggyback off. Like, oh, let's open a store next to round two. Like we're not going to go open next to stadium or Supreme or something like that. Like no diss to anybody, but it's just like, we were like, oh, let's, let's try it. And if it works, it's going to be great. And if it doesn't work, you know, you take it in the chin and you move on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Chinatown has worked where people come here, feel comfortable, there's shit to do, there's nightlife here, there's, you know. Good restaurants. Good restaurants, and obviously space is a big thing if you're gonna open a sneaker store. You yeah. need space, you need storage, you need security. You need all those things. Like we spend so much money on our security, you know, like, and it's just, you never know. You never know what's gonna happen. And then even space is like, we have, we thought we had a shit ton of space. A yeah. year later, we're like, yo, bro, we need, we need more space. space. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fuck. Yeah, we all grew the space. Faster. So that's a big thing. I feel like location is everything. And then also just like the aesthetic of the store. Like, yeah. I think again, like people come in here and they're just like, yo, bro, there's literally shit everywhere. Yeah. So yeah. what was your idea? Like when you first, like when, you when we came here, there was a, I was sending you the video. It was a blank canvas. Nothing in here. Facts blank. Um, just clean walls and then this floor and then so, everything else was blank. So I was just like, yo, sneakers everywhere. Each side of the store. We wanted to build a wall. But we couldn't build a wall because the people were like, no, we can't build a wall. So we we're like, you know what? Let's just build the case. The case to cover as it. the wall. Yeah. yeah. And the case was, I think, is one of the better cases, I would say. Um, but yeah, it was just like, all right, cool. And then I was just like, hang shit everywhere, but buy it as it comes. That was a big thing for us. I was yeah. just like, let's not spend all this money on stuff. Let's just let it come in and then start picking and choosing and then crash did the big um, sign. And then outside, we're, big thing outside was like, obviously we're in Chinatown. So we're like, oh, bright lights, cool sign. Neon. Let's make it blend with the neighborhood. We yeah. didn't want to essentially gentrify the neighborhood as some yeah. might say. So we wanted to be part of the community and they've accepted us. You know, they, they fuck with us um, next door. They always come in and they're like, when we do an event, they come, we invite them. Um, if we need change, we need um, forks, whatever. So we go over there and bug them, you know? Thanks. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just like being... It's like the presentation. The presentation is uh, a big thing, you know? Uh, Some people think like, oh, put shelves and shoes. They're going to sell itself. So I'm like, yeah, oh, nah. shoes don't sell itself anymore. Yeah. They don't. And you, they used to, don't get me wrong. And they still, probably still do, but now you have to do the extra work. So pick a good location and essentially like, just start building off that. Yep. I would say that's a big thing, location. Yeah. And even going back to the presentation, like I feel like a lot of people appreciate the fact that we have like our backdrop that's behind us for one. And then even um well what we just got in, speaking of like still doing stuff as we grow, like the bare bricks on this side of the wall. Yeah. 
because before we just only had the one that was on the GS wall. We only had like three, two. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so just like purchasing them as they come. And then even now to where we have frames up right here and we have a couple more that we want to hang up. And yeah. we're always just thinking of other ways to like make people feel like, oh shit, like I have something to look forward to. Even if I don't buy nothing there, I'm going to see something like eye candy, you know, to where it's like, oh, I saw a cool pair of shoes or like even the amount of time people come in and like they ask us about the shoes that we have hanging up on the wall. It's a story to tell. They're, they're yeah. all stories. Like each one has its own story and it's all different memories that has become a part of this store and has become a topic in this store as well. So yeah. Like even to the homies pictures that we have at our register, yeah. like people always look down and they're like, Oh, who's this guy? And then some people that look at themselves are like, Oh, I'm right there. Facts. Yeah. So like, that's a big thing. Um, I mean, we get that question a lot of like how to authenticate sneakers. It's like, that's like a hard one to say. I've, Cause just be like, again, I've been blessed to have the experience in it, but obviously, I mean, again, having trusted sources, is always mm -hmm. a big thing. Um, smells, materials, having a second pair is always great. A real one, like, oh, I got this one for retail. Let me keep it to authenticate future pairs. Now, a lot of, the, I see a lot of questions like, damn, you looked at the shoes for five, uh, five seconds. Well, how do you know it's real? <laughs> well, let me tell you how we know it's real. Experience. But two, we low-key have a four-step verification process. Yeah. Four steps. And nobody knows that we don't explain it. We're not like, we're not on StockX <laughs> saying like, oh my God, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, like again, like <laughs> it's like, it happens. It just happens. I'm not going to sit here and tell you what I do. It's like, so one, the buyer's looking at it. Boom. You feel comfortable. Boom. That's how we slam it in five seconds. But that's the eyes of 15 years of looking at shoes. Facts. Then another person, which is usually the buyer or another buyer inputs it into the system. And looks at it That's again. two. He's looking at the shoe again. That's two. If anything throws him off, he'll wave it off. And it happens. We literally be like, yo, is this real? Is this funky? It happens, you know? Yeah. That's two. Then the person tagging it, putting the sticker, has another try. So then you put the shoe in the back. That's three people looking at it. Then the fourth one is the picture. And sometimes it's gone into yeah. the picture where mm -hmm. I'm like, yo, she looks a little weird. Take it off. It's fake. Boom. So... Those are four steps. And you technically still have a fifth when you're wrapping it. When you're wrapping it, you're like, oh, shit. It's like the second, like, yeah, I, maybe I missed something. Maybe I missed something. Yeah. But there's, and then there's sometimes where somebody could bring in a shoe 100% real. And I've done it before. The shoe's 100% good, but it has like little flaws here and there where I just don't feel comfortable. And if a person of that magnitude doesn't feel comfortable with the shoe, just imagine the kid that just got into shoes yesterday that is going to spend $1,000 on this Travis Scott yeah. sneaker are they going to feel comfortable? So sometimes it's just like, Hey, I don't feel comfortable with the shoe. Could be real. Could be fake. Just pass. It doesn't hurt to say no. It doesn't hurt to say like, say no to a shoe. Just pass. So I, that is a technically four or five step verification process that nice. we don't, we don't gloat about it. it. Just, it just happens. It's just natural. Yeah. It's just natural. Yeah. yeah. Um, what's next? <laughs> no, that's good. Huh? Okay. That's good. Okay. So, uh, another one is how to get followers. Oh, it happens. Yeah, yeah. It already yeah. happens. But one it's thing natural. I liked about Syndicate, it's just like everything's been organic. It's been organic. Yeah. Even myself, I I feel like I have what seventy five hundred followers, but they're all engaged. Yeah, I make sure to talk to them, and it's like, bro, I'm just a regular person. I'm gonna reply. Like I remember at round two, I would get that a lot. People would be like, "Oh, you're the only employee that replies," and I was just like. What? <laughs> I'd be like, what do you yeah, mean? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, like we try to like hit up other people and they just don't reply. And I'm just like, bro, I'm just trying to chat, you know, yeah. like I'm bored at home. You <laughs> and know? you see that, that goes such a long way. Yeah. Just like yeah. a kind act of, yeah. oh yeah, what's, oh yeah, yeah, whatever this is that. Like, at that the end goes of the day, I'm way. just a shoe salesman. <laughs> Literally, that's all I am. Same. And, but even with the syndicate following, I think we have like 23K followers, but I'd rather have 23K organic followers that are yeah. going to be engaged than 100K followers because, uh, this NBA player shouted us out. This person shouted us out because at this point they're just looking not really engaged. Not like they're sometimes they're not really part of the community. Yeah. Like I've seen people with fucking a hundred K followers on Instagram and then they get 500 likes on a photo, yeah. on a photo. And I'm just like, yo, that your, your people, maybe the algorithm didn't see it, but you're not engaged. And I feel like with us, the algorithm is still a little fucked. So you got to learn, learn how to play with it. And mm -hmm. that's why stories are so important for us. Because we make a big post and sometimes people don't see it till the next morning when we post it, like, yo, this shit's still here on the story. And then it sells that way. So you got to play around. You, essentially, you got to study 
Instagram, social yeah. media. You got to study it and find out what's hitting because then somebody's not going to see anything you're doing. But yeah, I'd rather have those 23,000 people that are like loyal fans, happy to be here than like 100K. And I, I hope we get to 100K, but I hope it's the same way we're doing it, you know, just slow, slow grind. Yeah. What is it? What you call it a steady incline? Yeah, it's a steady incline. Yeah. It's just like mm -hmm. walking up a stairmaster. Yeah. You know, it's just like, gonna be you're going to keep going up. Yeah. There is downtime, but again, it happens. So I feel like an organic growth is better than like pay sponsored. Like yeah. I'm not into that, you know? Yeah. 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 It's just like genuinely doing it. And like even going back, I think that's an, back to the comments and replying because on the store page, same thing. We respond to everybody like and a lot, a lot of places do that and even just saving them the time of saying it's sold the dms are so fucking important yeah <laughs> bro like we literally like just just you telling people hey it's sold and saving them that time that person's gonna appreciate you because la is rough yeah traffic, traffic wise so if i could save you the 45 minute drive to get here i'd love to um but yeah even like when people tag us like i go comment a little fire emoji or something just because they tag this, you know, they want you to see. And that, that goes back to when people come in here and you tell them nice shoes, mm -hmm. like somebody got ready to come be seen here. So you're like, yo, nice shoes. And then their head, they're like hard, hard, nice fit. Yeah. Like I, when Andy uh, does the fit checks on customers, like you might not think of it, but this person says like, yo, I made I'm it. On, yeah. yeah, I'm on like, it. yeah. I made it, you know, like, or even like uh, the homies when they pull up and they're on the reels. Yeah. They love that shit, you know? That shit is so funny, bro. And what's funny about it is, like, it's not, it's it's organic. Like, I'm not, like, Yo, sometimes I'll up. just record them and be like, bro, that's it. You ain't got no choice. Like, you see that? It's You're just filming. It. Like, once you're in here, you, it's free game. Like, I'm recording you. And, like, it's funny because, like, you can kind of, the other day, uh, one of the homies, Jeremiah, when we started doing the reel, he's like, oh, shit, it's the real time. And I was like, what? Like, he, but he was like, oh, fuck. Like, and when he was in it, like, he was hyped to be in it. But I'm just like. It's just organic. Like, I'm just like, this is just what I do. Like, this is what it is. But I, that's the thing of like, it's just organic. I'm like, oh, I guess it's a thing now. Like, or I guess it's like a big deal. So for me, when I, well, even when I see that or anything, I try to make sure to include them in so they can kind of feel like, oh, damn, like that's cool. Even though it's just something it, so simple. It's just part of your day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> it's just part of your day. Not like even Rob always says it, like we get four or 5,000 views on our YouTubes. And some people might be like, damn, that's it. But in my head, I'm like, 4,000 people don't fucking fit here. Nah. Literally, they do not fit here. It's a lot of views. It's like, so we appreciate all of that stuff. But again, like creating content is so important now. Yeah. Like doing the YouTube, doing the podcast, all that stuff, it creates so much traction where people are like, bro, when people hit me up and they're like, yo, I saw this, I saw that. Even uh, Hudson said he was at the Chargers game. He's like, yo, you look familiar. Oh, you come out on the syndicate YouTube. Sick. Yeah, like <laughs> literally like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, it's just stuff like that. Yeah. It it and that's all it is. And it but it has to be organic. Like especially when doing the TikTok, like from the beginning, I was like, what I'm gonna do is like make TikToks to show your guys' personality rather than like try to sell something to somebody. So there is yes, there is some stuff where I'm like, okay, this is a trend. That's happening, but let's try to spin it in a way that makes sense for syndicate or makes sense for y'all, like something that's happened or something that we think is funny. So it's like, but it's like that organic thing to where now, like at first, I'm pretty sure a lot of people are like, yo, what the fuck? This was on TikTok. Like that's lame as fuck. Like they're doing sounds and this and that. But I made sure like not to do y'all dirty doing it, like making you guys do weird ass dances. And sometimes it is like yeah. you feel like, bro, like this is kind of corny. But then, like, the one with DC, like, changing and, like, how to get dressed up, that shit, like, it went and it was funny and people liked it. But probably, like, DC was probably like, yo, what the fuck am I doing right now? But it worked. Everyone liked it. People laughed. And I made sure not to really violate you. No, but it's just funny. like, you know, it's it's organic. You got to make sure it correlates to what you're doing. And, yes, follow trend, but make sure it's something that you, deep down in your soul, are like, okay, cool. I'm cool with this. I'm not like... I'm going to do this reviews. Cause there's been many times where like when I showed your shoe, when your homie wears like expensive shoes, but then he doesn't show it. And then as soon as I showed the fragment, well, it was, 2, like, million 2 million views. views. Crazy. Even and the, it was just random. The like bad bunny one. The first, the, I think our first viral one. Yeah. The one oh, where you're like, yeah. 
Oh yeah, literally, bro. <laughs> fuck, I forgot about that. Yeah. And then even the the Yeezy boot one. Yeah. It, but it's just, it's just like me. I guess kind of like that motherfucker would have done that. You you've done that many times where you put on a new shoe, a shoe that's crazy, and you just do that, and no one records it. But for me, I'm like, this is the gold right here. This is the this is the shit that like people want to see. And then that Yeezy video got posted by BR Kicks or something like yeah. that, and like a whole bunch of other people, and even on TikTok reposting it, this and that. I'm just like, bro, but that's just regular shit. That I was like, I need to record that. It wasn't like, yo, record this. I'm gonna put it on. You were just doing it just to do it. Yeah, I think we one thing we figured out with Syndicate, at least all of us that are in here, is we just do what we want. Yeah, that's a big thing. We don't uh, force anything. No. Like it's just like literally, like even the in the last podcast that we just filmed, I talked about like, yo, just go to the events with us. Yeah, like we're like, oh, like people find this like. They kind of find us interesting, but they want to be part of the community. I'm like, yo, pull up here, pull up here, yeah. um, do this with us, blah, blah, blah. So they find it interesting because they're like, oh, we can relate to this guy or we can relate to these people in general. Like, hey, this guy likes doing this. All right, fuck it. Blah, blah, me too. Because again, sometimes people feel like, oh, I don't feel welcome. But the fact that we're like, yo, we do all this shit too. Like people finding out that I go to raves is kind of like, they're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, it's kind of like yeah. people think that like, I don't know, like we're like sim characters but bro we're just humans like y'all yeah. like we be doing the same shit y'all yeah. be doing like we go to grocery stores we go to the gym <laughs> Yo, like we, have like you ever seen fun. your neighbor go to a grocery store uh-huh have you ever seen your neighbor go to a grocery store uh not my neighbors have you ever seen them uh unpack their groceries from their cart into the house no but i always look around when i'm undoing it. when i'm doing it to see if anybody sees me doing it because i'm just like yo nah but it, i trip out on it because even like just talking about that um um, when was it last year? I went to Hawaii with David and we went with some of our friends and one of them was his friend that lives on my block. I didn't, they've lived on my block the whole time I've lived there. I didn't know about this mm-hmm. and I didn't see him on my block until after you met them. Yeah. So sometimes like stuff like that trips me out. Cause it's just like, damn, like maybe it's just like unconscious. We don't pay attention to things. Even when we do certain things that it's just like, Oh damn. And now it's like, but once you're like aware of it, you're just like, oh shit. So there are other people here or like. Other people are into what I'm into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like that. Cause yeah, nah, yeah, I'd be yeah, tripping yeah. out too. Like, like, nah, like, bro, I, I like having fun. Yeah. A like, yeah. little, little drink here and there, yeah. little song, song, <laughs> you know? And and it's organic, bro. Like that, that's the thing where I, I kind of always try to like push you. Like even with DC, when DC was doing like his uh, shoes on TikTok, I, once I heard him say, yo, is DC here? I was like, bro, I texted him. I was like, you always have to say that DC's no matter what. Up. So when everyone hears that, they're like, oh, this is DC. So now when they see him, they probably think it like it's just like a reflex. But that he I that's something that I'm like, he just does that naturally. He always said, he always says, yo, it's DC here. Yo, what's <laughs> up, guys? It's DC. And I'm like, you have to run with that, bro. Like, yeah. even though for him it's not like a four, he's just like, bro, it's just me. But I'm like, people relate to that. And even the rave stuff, bro. Like, I'm pretty sure Briss posting the raves and maybe even this, people will be like, what the fuck? I never knew that. And then they go to the rave and then one thing leads to another that they're like, oh, you, I'm going to go to the shop actually. Oh, I'm going to buy this tea. And it's all from saying I, I'm going to a rave. Even like, just like expanding yourself. Like uh, the other day uh, we, um, we did the Suffer interview. Um, oh, this kid came yeah. in here and thought we were a graph shop. He literally was just like, oh, do you guys have any graffiti supplies? And they were like, no, we're a sneaker store. And then he was just like, yo. You let should get become some sti- one. No, he's just like, let me get some stickers. Like, blah, blah. He was yeah. like, he became like, uh, like I don't want to say a fan, but he started like, oh, you guys he are was cool. Into it. Yeah. But yeah. he was like, oh, you guys should carry graph supplies. But he came in here just based on, um, based on suffer. Yeah. And he was just like, he thought we were a graph shop. Yeah, I remember that. Nah, so yeah. you were telling you to sign up for a wholesale. Yeah, graph. he was just like, yo, I could get you guys an account. Blah blah blah. You were like, damn, that's good. Dude. That shit was hilarious. But shout no, out but to yeah, him. it was just like, it's just. Again, expanding your—it's it, just something that we were into. Yeah. Like yeah. it was funny because I—I already knew that people were like, "Oh, these guys are posers. They don't know nothing about." Ain't grab. no way, for real. Yeah, like they some of the comments. No, like some nah, of the comments. The comments. But it's just like, bro, like I'm just a fan of street art. Yeah. You know, like I—I I would see suffer growing up. Like I remember riding my bike, taking pictures, 
with a disposable camera like in 2006 2007 just riding my fucking fixed gear bike and just seeing suffer toro mta yeah. msk like all these graph crews and i would just be like damn this is sick let me take a picture of it yeah. shout out to suffer too he's been getting up lately he's yeah. been going crazy yeah, I've been bro. Seeing it. Oh, yeah. he I've did a crazy ass one right here off the 110 by the staple center bro that shit's hard yeah. i'd be seeing it every time i go home now but it's just like us becoming uh, fans of it yeah. Like it's just like we're like I've been a fan of it growing up, just looking at it. So then when Rob hit me up, it's like, yo, I know this guy, but it's just like I'm not scared to like open up my doors to somebody else. I'm like, yo, you're gonna help us, but we're gonna help you too. Yeah. So and it's just like I'm just into it. Like going out, riding bikes. It's like some people that ride bikes don't give a fuck about shoes. <laughs> you know, some yeah. people that exercise don't give a fuck about shoes. But then now that they're like, Oh shit, this is all like it's all lifestyle. Yeah. It's yeah. all lifestyle. It yeah. it's, it's like, don't be scared to show your personality to people. And I feel like the store, it's all personality. Yeah. It's not just like a cop. Like you've been saying, like when you went over there, it's all copy and paste. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is like, you can see the personality in here, whether it's the graffiti, the shoes, like the background, this, that, like this is all your guys' personality. And that's what differentiates you from everybody else, every other brand, every other shoe store. Like you have to show yourself because you never know. There's people out there that like relate to that, whether it's, you know, like, I don't think a lot of people know this who Briss watches a lot of movies and he's like into it and he like gives honest ratings and he's, he, but he, more that he kind of says, like says it, maybe people will be like, oh shit, I like that movie too. I like this movie. And like a lot of the T references are, are from like movies he's seen that he genuinely likes. It's not just some random ass logo. It's like the personality coming out of him showing it. And that's what's going to, you know, differentiate you because that's the same thing where he's like, bro, I like it. I don't care if other people like it, but I do. So it's like, you have to show that you're like, DC saying like you're human, not just like you're doing it for likes, clicks and trend or whatever. No, it's just like, I think we're like, we're helping people find themselves too. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Like they're yeah, like, yeah. you become, you expand your horizons, you know, like yeah. fucking, we went to Coachella and I told everybody, yo, let's go see this underworld set. Bro. And now like, everybody's just like, yo, this underworld, show. Yeah. yeah but it's just like, I heard that watching train spotting. Like yeah. if I never watched train spotting growing up, I would have never heard that song. And I was just like, yo, this song is fucking sick. But yeah, so I, that, I guess that goes back like now to the next topic. It's like building the brand. Yeah. I don't necessarily think we're building a brand. We're just making clothes that we like or that go with the shop yeah. and stuff like that. But and now it's like people are like, oh, shit, it's becoming a brand and blah, blah, blah. But I'm just like, bro, like if I could make my own underwear and socks, sick. You know, <laughs> like. Yeah, facts. Or if I could make a shirt that I like, fuck it, like. It's not, we're not really trying to push the clothes on people. It's just, I think it's cool. So I'm just like, all right, fuck it. You know, let's do it. Um, but yeah, now, but now, now slowly it's becoming a brand, yeah, which is cool. Um, but I think for us, it happens so just like effortless. So mm-hmm. I think Andy could like elaborate on how to like grow a brand better than I can. Cause to me, it was just kind of like, oh, it's just part of my life. You yeah, know, I just facts. do it out. No, but, and I think that's the thing too. Cause even like, I've been doing this for five years, but it's like, the brand, like it's just it's just everything we've been saying you got to show personality you got to believe in the product that you're making because if you don't the people are going to see it and like everyone says if you don't believe in it how is someone else going to believe in it and it's just make stuff that you're into you'll find your community you'll find your market like everything that i make for my brand like i wear it or i wear it somewhere else or i need it or i'm missing it or i do it and then people are like oh i want that too so i'm like bet i'm just but it's everything that I like and that I make. And yes, there is a lot of times where I do listen to the community where it's like, even DC said, like, I may not like the shoe, but someone else does where I'm like, I may not like this logo, but someone else does like it. So fuck it. Like I'm gonna do it. I may not like this, the way this shirt fits, but someone else like it. Like there's a lot of shirts that I made in the beginning where I'm like, damn, like I upgraded, but there's a lot of people like, yo, like, when are you going to go back to your old tees? And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I thought that shit was whack and people liked it, <laughs> you know, like, like, cause the quality wasn't there or like yeah. the cut wasn't there, but then it's like, all right, cool. Like, and then uh, even, um, Emily Oberg from Sporting and Rich, where she was just like, they asked her like, why do you think your brand, why do you think Sporting and Rich is so big? And she was like, cause it's a brand. She's like, if you look, she's, and she admitted it. She's like, if you look at my stuff, it's not very, uh, like artistic. It's simple, but she built the brand up that people i guess can relate to and it's and it's a thing i mean like shout out to her because she said from day one starting her brand it was profitable 
which is crazy and yeah. which is amazing because that that doesn't happen a lot. It, it takes time, but shout out to her. And even she says like she deals with shit where people ripping or people think like, oh, you got you took this from this person, and then she takes some things from some. It's always like a thing, but it's like the brand you build behind it because everyone's kind of like there's so many out there. You just have to be authentic to yourself, show your personality, and that's pretty much it. And then it'll just happen, bro. Like naturally like well things things will just come more community will come in like you just like at the end of the day you just have to love what you do and i think that's why syndicate's been working because yes it's very stressful i'm pretty sure there's a lot of back-end stuff that they deal with that they don't show to you guys and because they're like whatever dude like i'm pretty sure y'all wake up every day i mean i do too where i'm like man like i'm getting up every day and i love what i do like i'm not getting up and like Oh, I have to go to work. Oh, I have to clock in. Like, I'm very grateful for the position that I'm in and that I literally can just, whatever comes out of my head, people will buy it and it's a thing. And I'm like, and I'm pretty sure them too, they're like, bro, like they're like, if you look at everything that they're doing here, it's all like, like he says, like, I'm just in my closet right now, bro. Like, and they genuinely love it. And, and that's what makes it work. That's what makes all the the stress, the good times, the bad times all worth it. Because at the end of the day, you're doing what you love and you genuinely care about it. And that's how the brand comes in. And it's obviously a lot of other stuff, logistics and LLC and all that. But as far as brand, you just have to believe in yourself. Like, I don't know. It's just simple. But it's very hard because a lot of you, you see it every day where some people are making stuff. Stuff comes and goes and this and that. And we just have to ride it out. And if you really enjoy it, the brand will become a thing. And yeah. yeah, I think you just got to have fun with it. <laughs> yeah, That's super. Yeah, like if you're having fun with the stuff you're making and looking forward to it, it works because like I think people are always watching, but then sometimes stuff slips like be, like between the cracks. Like some people will forget that you made something and stuff <laughs> like that and then they find it out later. Yeah. And then, but it's just being consistent too because like what if you drop one and then you just stop dropping? Yeah. And it's just like one thing about I would say the new consumer is they want to know that you're going to be around. So like, let's say you make a t-shirt, boom, you blow up and then you a couple more drops and then you're like, all right, cool. I'm done. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah. they're like, fuck, like I bought this syndicate shit that's not even around no more. Yeah. But if you just keep being consistent and they're like, oh shit, like it's just getting better and better. Then it's just like, all right, cool. Facts. But yeah, it's just like, just have fun with it. Um, Don't be afraid to show your personality and what you're <laughs> making. And anything you like, you know, like you could make, like we could easily just make shirts that are that go with shoes. Yo, but, that'd be crazy. But you said that, ball, I was like, right here. Hey, yeah, no it way. just says syndicate buy sell trade. And, and black one, with red. One, one font. One font or yeah, a it. fucking uh, like a Travis Scott font or something like that. But yeah, no, it's just like just have fun with it and stuff like that. But yeah, we'll take a little break and then we'll get back to it. What up? We're busy back. We had our food ready to go. We're nice and rejuvenated. A little snack. Definitely are, a meal. You are a snack. All uh, right. <laughs> but yeah, speak. Oh, he did. He did. Shout out, Rafi. <laughs> but yeah, um, what's it called? <laughs> so back to it. Um, also, so as y'all know, or I don't know if y'all know, we don't really have too many employees. We're like, what, six to eight of us all together, including us? Yeah. And Three, there's seven? seven total. Yeah, see? Seven total employees, and there's usually like four a day. But it's funny because everybody asks us, like, damn, y'all got a lot of employees. But they come mm -hmm. on a day where like Hudson, the homies are chilling, mm -hmm. Lonnie. Like, where's a lot? There's like 10 homies chilling, and they're all helping out too. Yeah. So, but yeah, in reality, we think we have like seven employees. Yeah. But, um, and to be honest with you, besides ourselves, obviously, everybody kind of just started working with us, just hanging around, like, it was net. It hasn't been a thing where we've like, uh, like gone out looking for people. Yeah. Like everything, kind of just like everything else has been organic. And um, yeah, just same thing. Like emphasizing like building relationships with people to where like you feel comfortable because you got to think about it when you're hiring an employee. Like if you're also in your business, like you're spending most of your day with them. So yeah. like, yeah, they work for you, but you still got to feel comfortable around them just as you want them to feel comfortable around you. So being <laughs> able to like have that relationship, but also like having the understanding, like, all right, th like this is the time to work. And then when obviously there's going to be time to mess around, whatever the case may be, but 
Yeah, just like being able to do that too, because I think that's something not everybody could see where there's like play time and then there's also like time. All right, we got to get stuff done. Yeah. Yeah. And also you got to make sure that um, you want to be here. That too. At round two, we would do like trial, not trial, but just like be like, hey, come in if you like it, you know, Mm -hmm. and you did good, we'll hire you. Or you never know, you could do good and you might as a person not like it. So around two, we would do that. We'd be like, hey, like you're, we think you're a perfect candidate. Come in on a Saturday, on a busier day, and see if you can be here. See if you can see yourself being here. So we would be like, all right, cool, come in. At the end of the day, be like, hey, did you like it? If not, mo- I think everybody usually said yeah most of the time. But yeah, it's just like, you know, you got to be able to commit to it, obviously, as an employee. Um, but also just know that like for us, we respect what you do on your own time. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's just like I always said, like, I feel like people in this industry, like you move around by being ex- like exposed in, in this world. Mm-hmm. Like, as in like, if you come in, you hang out one day, I'm gonna be like, yo, I need help. Pull up. Um, or, or if you're in here, be like, oh, that's the guy that works at fucking syndicate. Yo, hit him up. He does good job. And if somebody like, you know, sometimes you get a better offer and that's, I I mean, that would happen to me a lot around two where like the goats, just the real reals, the district ones would hit me up and offer me bread to leave. But round two would always come correct and give me way more money. Hmm. But yeah, just it, the exposure and also you work on your own exposure. Like, I feel like before round two people kind of knew who i was but not really it was just kind of like if you knew you knew but with round two like the whole like bursting happened and you know i started putting myself out there more so people like actually like were like oh you're a character of round two you know so that helped a lot and people started finding out that i was like the fucking encyclopedia of fucking sneakers (laughs) um so that that helped a lot so it was exposing yourself and putting yourself out there but yeah, I think most of the time it's hanging out. It It's super rare when it's just like a hiring of like, oh, we're going to hire. Yeah. And I think the best thing is differentiating um, business and friendship. And I think uh, I've personally experienced it even on my own brand where I was even talking to Rob. Like I hired someone like kind of close to me very very close to me and paid them weekly to like do inventory answer emails pack and ship orders while i was like doing stuff here and since they were like kind of like you know a real close relationship you can kind of tell like you know they were just like oh i don't like that you're telling me this this and that and and i was just like okay we and we came to a mutual agreement like okay maybe we can't be in business together but we can still keep this relationship going because you have to differentiate the two. And I think a lot of people, it's definitely difficult where I've done it sometimes where it's like, it, it's not just like, a, oh, as a homie, I don't fuck with you. It's like, no, bro. It's like, this is business. You got to do your job this way. And this is just how you got to do it. I'm not being fucked up to you as a homie. I'm, it's just like, this is how things got to get done. And I think you got to try to your best to differentiate those two emotions where your personal emotions can't get too involved in it. Because at the end of the day, it's like, not to sound like a dick, but it's just business, you know, whether whatever happens, like, and you have to realize like that, you know, like it's, it's not cutthroat, but it's definitely like, you know, you got to be on your toes. You got to like, we're saying you got to be consistent and you got to go through the highs and the lows and you got to take it to the chin and make sure you're, you kind of have, I don't know, I would say what, like the stomach for it. You kind of have to be like kind of built for it because if not, like you're just going to at the end of the day, I feel like the person has to understand that yeah. when you start your own business, you have to go hard every day. Yeah, There's no days off. Even though you have a day off, doesn't mean you have a day off. <laughs> there's like, always something to do. Like there's always something to do. And if it's slow, you have to move around and do something. I feel like people forget that. It's just like there's no funding, well, at least for us. Um, there's no funding behind it. It's not like, oh, we had a slow week. Oh, don't worry. You know, like we're getting the paycheck. We're getting a paycheck still. Like, you know, sometimes there is no paycheck, but yeah, you essentially are like grinding. And that's why I feel like we still have to do more to 
get out there more because there's still so much to do for people to like see that we're we open their own store still like yeah. there's still a lot of people that still were like damn you you left round two two years later <laughs> for real damn it's crazy yeah but fuck i feel like like let's say how you said it like you bringing in somebody else that was your homie it's yeah. like your homie probably in his head doesn't understand yeah. that you're literally essentially fighting for your life every day yeah and then i think sometimes when you're so consistent people think that all your drops are selling out. Nah, yeah, so yeah, nah. they're like, yo, this guy's making so much bread, but it's just like, no, we're just moving on to the next thing. Yeah. You know, like sometimes we're we're stuck with a certain amount of shirts or certain amount of product, but yep. it's just like, oh no, we're just over circulating. Like, yeah. even, even down to like the shoes part, we had a heavy inventory and then um, what's it called? It's just down, like we just have it somewhere else. Like we... We always like, all right, let's put the new stuff out, take the old stuff out. And it's yeah. just like, we're always consistently buying and that's just us reinvesting into our business. Yeah. Like, it's like, we pay ourselves hourly. And that, that, that was like the, I feel like I had that conversation when I did uh Reggie Hudson and Lonnie's podcast that they were probably thinking like, damn, this guy probably makes so much bread. Nah. And then they were like, oh, so like, how much you pay yourself? And I was just like, bro, I'm, I'm an employee of syndicate. Yeah. I was just like, I pay myself hourly that can pay my bills and then everything else goes back into the business. And I think that's why we buy so much yeah. because it'd be so easy to be like, Oh, like we made this much money. All right, let's split this empty out and keep going, which again, we learned from past experiences yep. where, it, to go about it. where it doesn't, it doesn't work well that way. So I'd rather just get my bills paid, reinvest and, you know, keep making the community happy because at the end of the day they can, they're like, okay, we can depend on these guys to at least somewhat work with us. Yeah. And that's the most, if like important thing is like, you have to reinvest that money back into the thing, whether it's giving away free merch, giving away shoes, but it's like you're reinvesting back into the brand. And I feel like that's where a lot of people kind of get crippled is because they get that money and they use it for the lifestyle. Yeah. And then whether like when they could have just made like a hundred and 200 more tees, they're using it for something else. And that's where... I've even grown to learn that where I'm like, I think even being here and just seeing how you guys work from the beginning and seeing how I'm like, I got to do the same shit. Like I got to just not be scared, reinvest that money where before when I was like living with my parents would would have been the perfect time to just fucking fuck off all the money and like go all in. But I was very like, ah, oh, maybe I shouldn't make that many tees, that many hats where now that I'm living on my own. And I, I would say I have more overhead. I'm still going like, fuck it, I'm going to spend 4K on production, this, that, on that. I'm going to make more tees, more this, more that, because I'm reinvesting. And yeah, it may look like, oh, like, damn, you know, he's doing his thing. He's having a good time. But like I said, like, I remember, like, at the beginning of the year, I was, I was like, fuck, I might go to zero, but fuck it. Like, I'm going to make it work, and I'm going to just keep reinvesting back into the business. That's the one thing. Don't use your profit margins to support your lifestyle. <laughs> Don't like, get higher on your own supply. Yeah, literally. <laughs> like, you, you can't, like... And there's been, you know, you, that that stuff happens sometimes where you're like, you got the you got the bread. Like I remember somebody one time, one time they said, I remember I I sold a whole bunch of tees and I went to go buy a Rolex and then I was like, fuck, where's the money at? And I was like, you fuck, you fucked it off. Like, and I was watching that and I was like, damn, like, so you gotta be, yeah, you kind of have to bite the bullet a lot of times. But again, if you believe in the product, it'll sell and it'll work out. And I'm pretty sure, like. I've been through that a lot of times where I've been kind of scared, but I'm like, I believe in it. I'm pretty sure y'all are like, hey, we're like, why'd you guys buy all these shoes? Like to sell them. Like that's, <laughs> what, we, that's what we hope they're going to do. Like move shit, you know, like that's what it's about. So it's like, don't I fuck hope up they all sell. the money. I hope yourself. they sell. Huh? Yeah. I'm always like, oh, I hope they sell. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. It's true though, bro. Like, but you know, I just don't. The yeah. way I see it, like with like the branding and all that stuff is just like, damn, I'm going to get two free shirts a month. Cause I'm like, all right, we're making two shirts a month or yeah. a shirt a month. And it's just like, or a syndicate tea or a vintage tea or, you know, like working here is obviously a blessing. Yeah. Um, But yes, you know, like it, it, being responsible is not for everyone, I would say. No, 100%. Fuck. Yeah. It kind of goes back to like keeping the same mentality that even we had before we started the store where it's like um, grabbing inventory and forgetting about it in the sense of like, all right, we got this. And with the extra money we made from it just keep buying inventory just like to continue to grow. Cause that's, that's how you 
excel honestly but because if i would have thought like or any of us would have thought like oh shit i got these shoes i made some money on it let me fuck off the extra money i made then we wouldn't be here you know it's just having that discipline and understanding like all right cool like like essentially our money's just in product at this point but it's in a good way you know yeah i I think it's just that like the perfect way don't get high on your own supply because if yeah like you won't you won't grow your brand as big as you want it because you're going to be fucking off the money on something else, and you just have yes yeah, yeah bro it's a lot you, I know you guys know mm-hmm. like it's a lot of thinking strategic stuff how do we could do this how we do that making sure it's not corny because like I don't know it's just a lot but just don't do that and reinvest it back and that's how you're going to grow a lot and you know and even with hiring people too like. Uh, I remember I was watching something and some dude was like, I want to hire people, but people are too expensive. Blah, blah, blah. And like at the end of the convo, the dude was like, it sounds like you're using the money for yourself and you don't want to reinvest it back into your business. Like you could hire people, <laughs> but you don't want to spend it, on, but it's going to help you grow even yeah. more. Yeah. Like I was talking to um, Danny uh, from district one and me and him saw a big bubble of sneakers, like just come up out of nowhere. Like, we, oh, yeah. we were getting paid six figures for authentication. Fuck. Like, that is insane. Like, a lot of people in New York got paid. Like, and we, me, Danny, and Simon, uh, we were seeing it when we used to work together at round two in District One. We're like, yo, like, employees are getting expensive. But it was because this, like, the bubble was just, like, growing and growing and yep. growing. Where people, like, the real reals, like, big-time players were coming. I don't want to say big-time players, but, like, funding and all that stuff. Yeah. We're offering people 90, 100, 110, 115, which is crazy to authenticate shoes. And then now, like, now you have companies, like, you always hear it, like, certain companies, like, people that work for them, like, be like, damn, I don't get paid enough. And maybe that's why there's a lot of slip-ups because now this kid or something is, like, not getting paid enough. So they're just like, ah, whatever, it's real. Ah, whatever, it's real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like. But we, I think we took our craft so serious because, bro, like, I remember when I hit 110, I was just like, bro, this is crazy. Yeah. Like, did you feel any pressure? Like, oh, fuck, no, like, I, or it was just like, whatever. No. (laughs) No, like, with round two, I never, like, felt the pressure. And then I think it's when I said it, like, when we did my first podcast where I was just like, I felt like I owned round two. Like, that's how I went about it. Like, I was just like, yo, like, this store is mine, but it's because they trust me. No. And I'm going to do what's right for the store. Yeah. Like, I still say it. Like, when I left round two, I left it like how Syndicate is. Like, there was a hundred, two, three, four hundred shoes yeah. in the back of round two that weren't even off for display <laughs> that I was just like, yo, I'm leaving you guys with all this shit. I left you guys on top, you know, like, and then that shit just got depleted. But um, I think, yeah, like, Dima got a big pay. Amir got a big pay. There was a ton of people in New York just getting paid. But that bubble bursted, you know, the economy is not where it's at. And yeah. I think people didn't adjust to that where even some of people that I used to employ at round two are like, oh, they're not paying me enough to join this new store. And I'm just like, bro, it's a new economy. Like, yeah, get back, get back on the ground and work for it. Yep. Like something is better than nothing. Like, yeah. let's say you start at $20 an hour. And that's crazy because we only I pay myself $25 an hour. So I'm an owner of a store yeah. and I'm paying myself $25 an hour. And now you're getting offered for 20. I'm like, bro, we're not that far apart. Start working and you'll get raises. Show yeah. your worth. I know people that have turned down jobs because they were getting paid 90, 80 at these other companies that, you know, and they had to make certain budget cuts. And then now they're getting offers for $21 an hour. And they're like, nah, it's not enough. So you were spoiled, but you got to realize that that bubble is gone. Like that bubble, I don't know what it was, but I remember it was so like, if you knew anything about shoes, you were going to get paid. And if they knew (laughs) that you had a good rep, you were going to get paid. Yeah. That bubble is gone. And also I think another thing, people are scared to start over. Yeah. Like it's okay to start over and it's not like you're completely starting over, but you just going somewhere else. Like you got to get your feet wet again and it's okay. Like we all have our times where we like fall down or we're not where we used to be. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that you can't get there again. And it doesn't mean that you don't have the capability to to be somewhere else and do the same thing. So yeah. that's the thing. Like, it, I don't know. It's just like kind of like be, not not having a, a ego in a way as well as just believing in yourself. Because if you believe in yourself, you'll do that and you'll see that like it, like it's worth it. You know what I'm saying? It may not look like it at the time, but the work the work shows for itself. 
Yeah, like I feel like I always have the confidence of like, yo, you put me and five different people or five peers at zero dollars tomorrow morning on our bank accounts. I feel like I'm going to grind harder than you to (laughs) get back up, you know? And I hope that you see me grinding and you're like, oh, this guy's grinding. Let me grind too. Grinding. Um, But that's just like the hustler mentality of this sneaker game. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's still a growing thing. And to me, I always hate when people are like, oh, sneakers are dead. It's not dead, bro. For you, right maybe. now, I feel like for a kid that's getting into shoes, the fact that you could go into an undefeated, a kith, a fucking Foot Locker, and find good retro Jordan colorways, good Dunks, E6, New Balance, yeah. Solomon, like it's good because you're going into back in 2000. Uh, like there was a times where sh- everything was selling out that you would walk in, there would just be Team Jordans on the wall. Fuck. But right now, you're walking into any mall and you're finding a pretty good selection of shoes. Whether you're, and it's, it's not reseller friendly, but it's, if you're into shoes, it's friendly for that. Yeah. And I, I still hate it because I'm just like, yo, like sneakers aren't dead. It's just accessible now. Yeah. Yeah, literally. And fuck, I was going to say something to that. I, but, but it's also like, you kind of, kind of have got to have that, like, cause even with me personally, like. I've had to grow that kind of like humiliation where it's like, uh, you know, I got to make certain different decisions within my life to make sure that my business is still running to make sure like I'm still giving product to the people. And, you know, like you got to you got to do that in the beginning. And and even with like the shoe stuff, like there's more there's more variety out there to where like I'm pretty sure if I told this food like in 2019, yo, A6, you're going to be able to resell them. You're like, bro, who the fuck is wearing Asics? Yeah. Like, so now if you if you really think about it, there's more stuff to resell, but there's also more kicks you can get into where you don't have to break the bank and you can wear it. Like back then, it, every fucking hype shoe was over probably like a rack. And now it's like, you know, an Asics 1130 that's cheaply made, you can get it for 90 bucks and you're like, if you can style it, you look good in it. So you don't, if anything, it's in a good position because every it's accessible but it's, you know, you got to take the good with the bad. It's yeah, you bad. have a ton of variety right now. Yeah. And it's I a buyer's think, market. Yeah, it's a buy, but also like understanding markets and lo- knowing how to adapt. I think that yeah. is like a big thing in business. Knowing how to adapt to the, the new wave or like the new youth or just like anything. Yeah. Like, again, like if you told me in 2012 that I was going to be selling Yeezys and Kanye was going to jump ship, I would have been like, Nah, <laughs> like no way. <laughs> like if you would have told me that uh fucking Solomon's were gonna be like the hottest thing, or Asics or New Balance were gonna take over, I would have been like, nah. Yeah. Just because I was so into my craft of that time. Yeah. But knowing how to adapt, knowing how to like stay above the trend, or even just like follow the trend. Like, there's nothing wrong with following the trend. Like, it's just like oh. Sup- uh, what do we sell? Fucking, uh, what's that guy's name? Warren Lotus. Oh, yeah. So it's like, bro, like we, we sell Warren Lotus tees. And, and they Hellstar. Sell gra- they sell great. Hellstar. Yeah. Yo, Eric, like, Eric Emanuel Emanuel shorts. Moves. Eric Emanuel shorts. Like, Supreme is a little slower, but we still carry it because we think it's cool. Yeah. And, you know, if you price it well, it's going to sell. Mm-hmm. But now it's like Hellstar selling out instantly. People are DMing us like, yo, I need that chi. Uh, Warren Lotus, the Asics, like I remember I did, uh, we... We posted a ton of good shoes and this guy came in for the hidden Solomons and the Jound Asics. Then those were, he like, was like, I need both of them. And it's just like, it beat out Travis ones and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So if you don't learn how to adapt and you stay stuck in your old ways, like you're going to, you'll probably still be consistent, but you're not, you're going to miss out on so much. Opportunity. Yeah. It's just like, you can meet new people, more business. Like there's so many different outlets like even like uh i feel like even out here now i'm finding myself where like i have new friend groups i have like more shit to do when i first got here i was just at the crib yeah now i'm like out every weekend i'm hooping every weekend like it's just opening yourself to new uh, like new horizons i would say yeah and and even with like the adapting i remember one of the homies came in here um sam from death club and he came in and he started up as like his own like comic book thing and for me, when he told me the whole, like, what he's doing, I'm like, damn, this is, like, genius. Because, like, no one's really doing a comic book because he likes, you know, a lot of Marvel stuff. So he's making his own comic. And I thought, I'm like, bro, this shit's going to go. Like, this shit's going to go. And I remember he came, like, a couple of weeks ago and he was like, bro, like, 
like you, I, you can kind of tell, like he was kind of like, fuck, like, what do I do? Like, how do I move this? How do I move my comics? How do I get out there? Like, I'm trying TikTok. And then I was like, bro, I told him about TikTok shop. And I was like, just, you know, try at it. They're pushing those videos a lot. And it's free exposure. Try it out and see what happens. And then he's like, all right, bet. And then he went home and the first one, he's like, I sold my first comic. And then in two weeks, he sold 300. And he was like, fuck, bro. Like, and now he texts me like, bro, like this shit's amazing. And I'm like, I told him the same thing. Like, Yo, you got to do 15 a day. And he was doing like 15, maybe like a week or every two weeks. I'm like, no, you got to go a day, bro. And I can, I saw the more he went, the more copies he would sell. And, but it was him adapting and like not being like, oh, fuck, I can't sell it. Whatever. Like he adapted and now he's like, shout out to him because he deserves that shit. Like he draws everything out and he does it. And he found his market. He found his niche of people who like comics and they fuck with him. And then now I'm like giving him more plays to like, okay, now you convert them over. And it's just like, but it's like adapting to the markets and these new things. Like, don't just be like, oh, that's corny. I'm not going to do it. Like, no, figure out a way to you. You can make it work for yourself and it won't be corny or whatever. But yeah, adapt. I think, that's a, I think that's a good way to end it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, TikTok shop. If you guys have any questions, I mean, feel free to hit any of us up. Facts. I mean, like I said, not financial advice, but you guys could ask us how we did it for more personal questions. I think our DMs are always open. Store DMs are always open. Yeah. Yeah. Just hit us up and don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Yes, right. Y'all be good. Peace.